Hi, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour, Monday, January 23rd. We're so happy you're joining us today. My name's Homer Lopez. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver, and it's so easy. Just give us a call, one 800 951 The lovely Wendy's in today to take your phone calls, answer your questions, walk you through your order. Feel free to check us online. Check us out online as well. Go to allamericangold.com. It's that simple. Point and click. Look at all the products, and then get the news to disturb the comfortable. We don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. As always, this show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its CEO and owner, second generation owner of this company. It's a family-run business, and they've been at it for over 20 years. Joe Jaquin's the CEO, and he grinds it out daily to make sure that you're in the know. Joe, happy Monday, man. Happy Monday. I'd like to, you know, thank everybody. Over 20 years we've been doing this. This show's been on the air for over 20, I think 21 years now. And uh, we couldn't do it without without all of you. And I'm, and I'm I mean it. Because this is how it works. We we pay to be here, uh, and we do that uh, when you buy products from us. That's how we pay for it, and uh, we owe it all to you. And thank you so very much for supporting us as 2017 is starting just the way I told you it would. Get on the bus. Don't miss this rally. Donald Trump is going to be great for gold. And we're starting to see all of that. I will say this. Did you see the, well, we had, first we had the inauguration. And I guess there was a big, big to-do about how big the crowd was. And I got a little news flash for you. Every man thinks it's bigger than what it really is. <laughs> yeah, we all do. <laughs> Everyone does. Oh, my God, that's a really big crowd. That's a really about. big crowd. What a large crowd they that have. That fish there. was so big, you you heard it. And then, of course, we had the, uh, I, I guess, the Million Woman I Hate Men March. I mean, that's real. I don't know what they were marching about. I don't. I still don't. And I, I know that they, Madonna wants to burn down the White House. I mean, I thought all those people were leaving. I thought they were all leaving. Ashley Judd's going to get nasty. I don't know. Uh, Whoopi, Ashley, Madonna, they're all supposed to be Canadians now. I don't understand why they haven't uh, moved their residents out of this country. Because you know the world's coming to an end here. And they'll have you believe it because all these women that marched this weekend, what they taught their daughters is we're victims and we hate men. That's what they're teaching their kids. They're little girls. You're going to grow up to be a victim. It's not equal. We don't have equal pay. It's just not a fair playing field for the women. That is their message that they're saying. I didn't know. Well, okay. I'm I did just not telling know. you, I, I that's know. what's being said out there. Because I'll also tell you this. If they cared about the environment, these women would have cleaned up after themselves. <laughs> because if you look at the streets of Chicago, New York, Tucson, Tucson had a march. Phoenix had a march, and they all left their big, awesome posters all over the street. So, you know, they don't care so much about the environment. All paid for, brought to you by George Soros. And here's another thing. Give peace a chance. They've just thrown that out the window. We're not giving anybody a chance. We want you out is what they're saying. Well, I'm going to say this. Listen, this is, and we've been saying this for a long time. You can feel it building. 
the division? The division, the discontent, all of these things, because let's face it, it's been a decade of crap. It really has been. I'm just glad they're anti-gun, because it makes it a little tougher for them to take someone out of importance. If you know what I'm saying. To blow up the because, hey, they're all anti-gun the way I hear it, so it's not really a hunting club that's on that side of the aisle. Uh, Donald Trump uh, signed legislation this morning to renegotiate effective immediately. They are going to renegotiate NAFTA and their intent to leave uh, the TPP, that's the... Uh, that Pacific Partnership, that was the, the latest trade agreement. And, uh, you know, he's starting to starting to make good on what he said he was going to do. He wants to stop all funding for sanctuary cities. That hasn't happened yet. Of course, those are places that refuse to obey the law. You know, it is funny. How does that happen? How, how, how does... Where, where all these cities can decide what laws they want to obey and what laws they don't want to obey? Well, uh, that's a great question. I think that, right? that to me is like, how come San Francisco gets to be a sanctuary city? Because they decided they're gonna, uh, we're going to violate the law. I do, Are they violating the law yeah. by being a sanctuary oh, yeah. city? Yes, absolutely. Then who do they arrest? <laughs> who gets arrested? That's a great question. It's kind of like being on Wall Street. So right? I don't think they're breaking a law, or somebody would be arrested. They are absolutely breaking the law. By being a sanctuary city. Because Correct. I think there's six of them in the country. Oh, there's more than that. Hmm. There's more than that. The big ones, though. Uh, but we'll get into that in the next segment. Uh, begin deporting 2 million criminal illegal immigrants in the country. I haven't seen anything on that yet. Uh, canceling visas for citizens of foreign countries that won't take those criminal illegal immigrants back. I think that's a great idea. Uh, the bill, I haven't heard anything on the wall. Oh, the only thing I've heard on the wall is, uh, hey, we're going to finance it first, and then we're going to get Mexico's money later. Yeah, Why? Because absolutely. we want to start building it immediately is what Donald has said. Talking about wanting his generals to submit plans to defeat ISIS. I know that has been big on his agenda. His intention to renegotiate and withdraw from NASA, that just happened this morning. Uh, we got a few others we'll talk about. We'll be back right after the break. Double J and the Love Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Uh, gold and silver, both right near the highs of the year. Uh, gold's up $11, $1,216. Silver's up $0.13, cents, $17.17. Uh, I think we're up almost 8% now. Uh, from, from, a month, year? from a month ago. Oh, okay. okay. So figure right after the Fed meeting, he had those few first days of the sell-off, and then after that, uh, gold's been up almost 8% in the last 30 days, and we're just getting started. Silver, the same thing. And actually, silver's up a little more than that. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what, those two are marching. You know, gold speaking, and silver are marching. Speaking of marching, wouldn't it be great if the media 
actually wanted to investigate what the facts really are, the way they went after how big this crowd was or was not. Who cares about right? it? I mean, why make such a big deal about it? Right? And, 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 and let's just all agree, there was a ton of people there. But just imagine if they did that with the actual news. Maybe we'd actually get facts instead of, you know... Uh, Alternative... <laughs> alternative truth alternative facts i guess that's the new thing yet with uh everything is how about this i'm going to read you a headline and then i'll tell you the facts behind it wealthy car collectors are feeling more confident scottsdale auctions rake in 260 million of course the Bar- barrett jackson and i think silvers russo and still all the car auctions were here right and they come here every year it's the kickoff of the year the weather wasn't great here. It rained pretty much all weekend. But you know what? If you love cars like Ramon does, you're there. You know, our our man Ramon, producer here, he spent his day down there and loved that thing. It says the total top of last year's $250 million and was the second highest ever for the Scottsdale auction. Sets the tone for the collectible car market. And I was like, wow, I'm shocked. Because that doesn't jive with what I was seeing. And then they got down to the really how it happened. Last year in 2016, the average car sold at Barrett-Jackson, $115,729. This year, the great, you know, second highest total ever, 89601 That's a significant drop in price. <laughs> That's a huge drop. But, I mean, just this is what I'm saying. The headline, oh, it was great. Close to $40,000 less. That's amazing. Right, they just auctioned off way more cars this year. But, yeah, when you think about it, I is that a good number or a bad number? I mean, in my eye, I'm like, wow. You're you're talking $26,000 per car less this year from last year. There was 35 cars that sold for a million dollars or more. Last year, there was 32. However, I don't know how many cars were supposed to sell for over a million dollars. You know, they don't tell you that part. Uh, but but uh, they said the big new thing, vintage trucks and SUVs, and now they're saying late 80s and 90s American cars. I guess I guess we're probably going to see like those souped up, you know, you know those souped up Hondas. Sure, right, and all that now is going to be the big thing, right? All the, those the, what, Toyotas and Hyundais and you know what you can stoop anything up you know put a, new, a nice uh, shiny paint on it now you're selling it so why not a 1963 Jaguar E sold for 7.37 million dollars followed by a Mercedes Benz a Ferrari a Mercedes a Ferrari a Bugatti a Ferrari a Ferrari a Ferrari and then an Alfa Romeo. 
Those were the top ten, by the way. I'd take any of those cars. <laughs> That's a lot of Ferrari. A lot of Ferrari. Uh, how about this? Uh, this was actually in the USA Today, and it was a weekend. And I didn't know, well, I guess maybe it was Friday. It says that it was Saturday uh, edition. Diners continuing to flee restaurant chain. Americans love eating out, but last year they were passing up well-known chain restaurants. Chains posted the weakest sales results since the recession. Sales and foot traffic continuing to decline. You know, I guess my question is, all these jobs, you know, when we get the government jobs data, Bars, restaurants, waiters, waitresses, retail. But yet we know retail was a disaster outside of Amazon. And now the the numbers for restaurants, traffic's down. Sales are down. Sales at chain restaurants open at least 18 months dropped 2.4% in the fourth quarter, which ended in December the bleakest quarterly performance by the industry in more than five years. I don't get it. Well, let me ask you something. Where's all the full employment? So when we're talking about these large chains, we're talking about the, the McDonald's, Garden, Starbucks, the, Olive Garden, you TGI name it. TGI Friday, uh, Outback Steakhouse. Do you go to those? Sometimes. I mean, I, I don't, you know, we've ate at all of those places. Sure we have. Okay, but, but I'm just curious, you know, I, I will just tell you. Are this. we eating I'm, out less? I think people are eating out less right now. I think now. we are. I think the bill's bigger. You know, it's that could expensive. be. It's expensive. to go. A, a family of four going to dinner. Remember, I, we were talking about this last week. Took my family to a pizza joint. I didn't walk out of there until I had spent 70 bucks. For lunch. Lunch. It was a nice big lunch. I will tell you that. And we got to. It was actually eighty-five dollars. When you throw tip and everything. Yeah. Else. Yeah. After the tip. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just, you know, it, it's an expensive outing. When for twenty bucks, I'll go throw four steaks on the grill. Get your own soda pop, kid. That's what we're having. Right. You know. McDonald's said same store sales fell one point three percent. Starbucks, the Starbucks CEO, I want to, I'm trying to find his quote. He was, uh, what did he call it here? And this is the, you remember now, this is the great new economy that we have. The fourth straight year of declining guest counts in the United States. Wow. That was uh, for McDonald's. Four straight years of declining guest counts. Uh, they did make a little bit of a comeback on the all-day breakfast, but that seems to have run its course. And I can't seem to find it. I, I wanted to see that. This is live radio. You never know what's going to happen. Oh, here it is. McDonald's isn't alone in struggling to attract more customers. Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz says the retail landscape is undergoing a systemic change as people do more of their shopping online, leading to less foot traffic.
traffic in general. The coffee chain's transactions at established U.S. locations also fell in the fourth quarter. How about that? I don't even give you now. That's one place I don't go to. Starbucks. Not me either. Not I'm not a uh, you know I don't like spending five bucks on a coffee. I don't even know if it's five anymore. I don't th- I don't think you can get out of there for five bucks. I agree with you. I mean, I don't think I, you I don't know. I know this from green tea to a venti coffee latte, mocha croppa, cappuccino, you know, whatever they're ordering. Okay, then they throw whipped cream on top. That'll be six bucks. That'll be seven bucks. Who knows? I know. You know, they're it's they're building them everywhere. People are still buying. The people pay their money for their coffee. It's an addiction. If you go out to our website, there's an article that Ramon put up there about how. Millennial. By the way, Homer, that's you and I. Of course. That's what it said. That's what it said. Well, let me, you know what? Maybe I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I said millennials. I meant Generation X. I, that's up. And, and the millennials. Okay. Throw them in together that we're spending more on coffee than we are on our, on our retirement. I have to be honest with you. I don't necessarily buy that, but I will say this. We buy the big bag at Costco. It's a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I will tell you this. That big bag from Costco is a lot cheaper than what these folks are paying every morning for that big vente. Yeah, and I'm just like, so here's what they're saying. Millennials are spending more on coffee than they are in their 401Ks. Now, think about this. How is all of this going to work? The baby boomers are all starting to hit 70 and a half. Right, we're got to start taking their 401k, their IRA distribution. The millennials spend more money on Starbucks because, let's face it, we are—they don't have any money. They have debt. Right, they got student loans, they've got credit card debt, but they don't have any money. And then you start thinking about. All of the restaurants are saying, hey, foot traffic's down. Sales are down. All the brick-and-mortar, and and I mean all the brick-and-mortar retailers, sales are down. Foot traffic's down. Right? I mean, they're, they're closing stores all over the place. And then how is all of this supposed to magically work out? They're going to buy the tiny little houses. Those are right. Those five hundred square foot home, and I mean they're still going to. Those are, those are still fifty thousand. It's hilarious. I'm going to have to go into one of those. I'd love to see one. If one of you out, out there listening's got one of these, <laughs> these modernized little, just drive it up here. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, it's a matchbox of the house. Right. Just drive it on up here. I'd love to see it. That would be interesting. All it takes is research. We'll find one. We'll find one. We'll, we'll get there. We're, we're that, that's going to be our, our, our next objective. Um, speaking of alternative facts, since that is our new buzzword after this weekend, alternative facts. Home prices are at new all-time highs. Right? That, that's what they've been telling us. Or they're back.
recession level or they've taken out the all-time high. Well, one of the guys, there's this Case-Shiller Index. They cite it on TV all the time. Matter of fact, every month it comes out. Robert Schiller actually comes out on the idiot box, and they they talk about the numbers. Well, Robert Schiller, and, and this is the part, I guess, that's hard, because I don't know why he wouldn't say it when, and maybe he does, and they just don't report it. But he went out on record to say that housing prices when adjusted for inflation, even the microscopic inflation that we've had, are still down 16% from the peak. Still down 16% from the peak. And, and he said that, at least in his article, he says, listen, I tell them this. They just don't report it. Those are facts we don't want you to know. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. I reject your reality and substitute my own. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. And now from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. Almost every week I meet people who say, I wish abortion would go away as a political issue, but it's not going to go away. And many people have now come to the belief that Roe v. Wade will become the central issue in the presidential campaign of 2000 because of the president's power to make Supreme Court appointments. The widespread disaffection with what we call the imperial judiciary is another national issue that won't go away. And we need to recognize that the evil decision called Roe v. Wade is central to public resentment of the court's abuse of power. Roe v. Wade was a decision in which the justices took out a microscope and looked in what they called the penumbra or the shadows of the Constitution and detected a so-called right to abortion that nobody else had ever seen. But Roe v. Wade isn't just about abortion. It's the very centerpiece of the modern expansion of judicial power, and the reversal of Roe is crucial to reviving self-government, constitutional norms, and even moral decency. That's because Roe v. Wade's grabbing of legislative powers away from the democratic process and the way Roe v. Wade created new rights out of words in the U.S. Constitution that were never so intended are the vehicles of moral relativism and modern liberalism. The court overturned democratically passed initiatives such as term limits and gay rights, and the court invented new rights in a wide variety of areas from welfare to jobs to prisons and schools. The court thought up this kind of rationale in Roe v. Wade. And in the Casey decision, uh, the court said if we overturn Roe, that would undermine the court's legitimacy. Well, it is time to recognize that Roe v. Wade is an illegitimate decision and must be overturned. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. In a civilized society, there's no such thing as an unwanted child. 
Mothers with unplanned pregnancy should be loved and guided toward life-giving choices. At PSEagles.com, you can join the blog conversation on how to protect the innocent victims of abortion, unborn babies, and their moms. That's PSEagles.com. And join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Gold is up a dozen now, uh, 1,217. Silver's up 16 cents, $17.20. The Dow is down about 63 points as the world is getting used to Donald Trump. You know, somebody actually made a really great point. Donald Trump is always negotiating. So you can't always take what he says at face value. Right? And this is something, you know, really what I'm thinking is, you know, that you know, when people are right, you start high, right? Right? And you come in somewhere a little lower than that, right? And and uh so I do think a lot of times he says things that are just for the effect. And I think that is just baffling to people. Well, I think that, you know, the Trump effect, those who don't want to believe that he's, he's not affecting business, for example, keeping uh, um, uh, jobs here for the auto we'll industry. See. We'll see. We'll but I, see. I think there's a Trump effect. Well, this weekend, if you think about it, this march was against Donald Trump. Yes. And do you think he affected sales this weekend? He absolutely did. Apparently, no cat food was sold this weekend. <laughs> okay. Apparently, no cat toys were sold this weekend. Wine sales were down. Okay. Oh, I thought they'd have been up. They no, no, no. They were down they because ever. all the women were marching. Okay. And then Meals for One, apparently, were the sales were way down there, too, because, you know, all these gals were marching and trying to make a point that they live in a country where they're oppressed. Can you imagine living in an actual oppressed company and them trying to do country uh, and trying to do that? You can't march in a lot of places. You can't march like that. They're lucky they have the freedom. And, you know, you asked earlier, what is it that they're marching for? And I found this. The, today, this is what somebody posted. Today we march for women... For, not just for women, but for the LGBTQIA. Uh, my guess is that's lesbian. That's a gay. lot of letters. That's a, the lay. The, the we got to get them all. The you, you, you're you're a racist if, if you missed something. You're a racist. They, so. they, they, we they, get it all here. Yeah, they 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 march for minority groups. Um, they march for Planned Parenthood. This is the one that I found funny. We're marching for artists. <laughs> I didn't know artists were oppressed here in this country, you know. So apparently, you know, Meryl Streep has that. It's a Meryl Streep effect, <laughs> you know. And then, you know, access to equal pay. We were talking about all that earlier as well. And I just find it. Well, you know what I'm going to say was, and this is this is just what I believe, that the women were the first of the, uh, before they were the illegals coming in. There was big businesses first foray into paying less. In other words, hey, let's hire the women, they'll work for less. And then when they found out that the illegals will work for even less than them, guess what? Let's hire all of them. Well, this is when slavery was uh, uh, abolished, because they had it for free back then. So, I mean, it's it's how you look at it. It, There is a line. There is a line of of how things have gradually improved for everyone. 
I just find that fascinating. I really, it really was the whole weekend. I was, I just, and they had the uterus signs. Did you see? Oh those? my God, no, I didn't. But that, that were they were every, and I didn't. I don't know. I didn't know. But it was. Uh, I guess it made for good TV. Oh, I didn't watch it, so I guess. But a lot of people did. Probably not. I'm not, I'm not sure where to go with that, but I, I know this, that, you know, there were signs up that you just don't understand. It's just like the LGBTQ. Why don't we just call it the alphabet? The alphabet group. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They have so many different signs, and I just don't Men, know. women, and then the alphabet. Well, they were marching for something, and the alphabet was part of it. And I guess this whole thing, don't they have to work in the answers? No. I guess not. No. Right? No. This is part of the problem. I think Eric said it best. Listen, if we really had jobs here, if we really had full employment, no one would have time. I don't know. Just, just an observation that uh, you can do with as you see fit. Um so I was talking before the break of Robert Schiller, and he's talking about the illusion that is being uh, presented and portrayed upon the American public. So they, they talk about, and it, one of the things, and really what he was talking about, had to do with Dow 20,000 and how big of a deal that the mainstream media is making. And of course, it hasn't gotten there yet. And and Schiller says they're acting like this is some great performance. Since the millennial, according to the factual data, the Dow is only up 19% over 17 years when adjusted for inflation. So here is the greatest economic vehicle ever offered to mankind, right? This is where they told you to put your money. And and Robert Schiller says all of this is an illusion. And he said that it started to, and this is how it works. So where did we get inflation targets? in this 2% inflation, right? And how this is supposed to be nirvana. It actually started, according to Schiller, in 1990. And he credits Larry Summers for it. Of course, Larry Summers, remember, he was the one, Him it was either going to be him or Janet Yellen that was going to replace Ben Bernanke. He is the one that started the get rid of the $50 and $100 bill. And they called it price stability. And Schiller really went on to say that the Fed, like the world's other central banks, is steadily debasing the currency to create inflation. And it shows that the 
use of the term inflation targeting. Okay, that's what we use today. Janet Yellen's inflation target is 2%. Has been growing exponentially since the 1990. The idea was that we actually want moderate positive inflation or price stability over zero inflation. And according to the argument, the public has an irrational resistance to zero inflation. Think about that, and we'll talk about that when we get back. Oh, and I forgot to mention, 2017 Silver Eagles are here. They are starting to go out. Uh, we've got a big shipping day tomorrow. Some of you are waiting for the Morgan and Peace dollars. Those are here tomorrow, and then we're going to be all caught up. So we're ready to go. And, and speaking of ready to go, gold and silver getting ready to go uh, a lot higher as we start to really, really when you think about what's happening. Now, Robert Schiller's calling it an illusion, right, because they they don't give you the inflation-adjusted number because if, if they did, you'd see that there's really no growth in your money. Then he goes back to 1990. And this, is, this will give you some insight to how these people think. It was during the 90-91 recession. Larry Summers argued that the public has an irrational resistance to the declining nominal wages that some would have to suffer in a zero-inflation regime. Another word. If your wages don't change, but we don't get zero inflation, you're going to buy less for the same stuff. Now look at what we have. We lie about the inflation number, and everybody knows. I make the same amount of money that I did five years ago, yet I, I live worse. If you make the same amount of money you did 10 years ago, it's even more painful. Many people appear not to understand that inflation is a change in the units of measure. Unfortunately, though, the 2% inflation target is nothing more than a feel-good policy. People draw too much inspiration from it. (laughs) This is what I've been saying. Why would we celebrate 2% inflation? That just means your money's worth 2% less. Every single year. And and they're they're now, you know, and they, they try to celebrate how we're going to raise rates because our target's getting back to 
And really what they're saying is, is your ability to buy things is decreasing at a faster rate. And you think about all of the trends. Think about them all. Okay, let's just really lay it out. Okay, Retail's been dead. Yes, Amazon is taking, we know Amazon's hurting, but it's been dying. Listen, they built a shopping mall on every exit. There's just way too many stores. Now you read about the restaurant. Sales were down almost 2.5% during the Christmas period. Then you start really thinking about people aren't making any money. Social Security, four out of the last eight years, you've gotten nothing. Because this year, I count this year, it's nothing. You got like five bucks. That was the raise you got this year. And you think about what is the largest growing segment of the population, right? It's people collecting Social Security. If they're not getting any more money, how is the economy going to grow? Now you start thinking about all the people that are supposed to be in their prime working years. Prime working years, 25 to 54. The actual number of males. 25 to 54, maybe this is why they were marching. The actual number of males, 25 to 54, there's less males working today than 10 years ago in that age. The number of people in their 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s, and really, well, it's the number of people in their teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s have more student debt than ever before. People weren't supposed to have student debt in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. But yet here it is. New cars. The only way that they make it somewhat affordable is they a new car loan used to be 36 months. And then it went to 48, then it went to 60, 72, 72 and 84. And this is the cycle that we're in. And see, we're at the end of the cycle. See, when all of this debt started, all of these baby boomers were in their 20s. <laughs> right? I mean, right? And now we're sitting here and we're at the end of this huge debt cycle. And everybody knows it, and it's not just here, it's everywhere. It's in Europe, it's in England, it's in Japan. And now everybody thinks, hey, if we can just bring the jobs back, we can somehow fix it. That's not enough. 
the debt, by, by the way, sometime before the end of day today, will cross $20 trillion again. You know, we did it in, in December, but then the Federal Reserve gave a big payment to the government, to the Treasury. But sometime today, we'll cross $20 trillion. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. Double J in the love. I, I don't know. I'm just still thinking about the marching today. And I just, I I haven't really figured it out. But nonetheless, it really is, it, it really highlights the bigger issue. Because I really think, this is my opinion, those were Bernie Sanders voters. Well, I, I mean, I'm Because really, what I, this is what I, they just want free stuff. They feel entitled to it, too. They deserve it. Well, this is, listen, this is exactly, and, and as a parent, I can tell you we're guilty of the entitlement. And somewhere we've lost that, that, that spirit, right, to go out and earn it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Well, the other thing is, is they look up to... When you look up to celebrities as the people you're going to follow, <laughs> Madonna goes, we choose love. Now let's go bomb the White House. I mean, that was there. She actually said that. I, I don't know. I, I just think that people, they, they, they can't put their finger on it. They just know things are getting worse, right? The money doesn't go as far and so, obviously, the first thing is the government needs to help us. Healthcare is expensive. I need help. I need. I should. This is America, by God. And we should all have insurance. It is. A, it's a noble thing. But somebody has to pay for it. You cannot have economic prosperity through a printing press. And this is really the part that they haven't been able to figure out, which is having economic prosperity. You have economic prosperity through hard work. You have economic prosperity when the government gets out of the way. You have economic prosperity when your elected officials don't actually pass laws that work against small business. That's how you have economic prosperity. You can't have economic prosperity through handouts. Right? You can't have economic prosperity through everyone gets a free solar panel. That doesn't work. Quick look here at the market before we head out. Gold's up $13, $1,218. Silver up uh, $16, $0.17, $17.20. The Dow was down 80 points. Today's special, it's going to be, I have only 23 of them. A $20 St. Gaudens, and I'm taking them way down, $1,315. And a roll of 2017 Silver Eagles. And I'm going to take $10 a roll off of those at $415. So a Saint, a $20 St. Gaudens and a roll of 20 U.S. Silver Eagles, $1,730.
but I only have 23 at 800 951 and and this is why we do it better than anybody you get the best products at the best pricing and and, and it just not only do you do you always get it 21 years no one's ever never been delivered and because of all of you out there we continue to be able to do this program to give everybody educated to get people informed to get you to understand what it is we're really up against Patriot Radio News Hour 800-951-0592 I hope all of you have a fantastic Monday and uh, we'll talk again tomorrow everyone take care have a great day